Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, we want to talk about getting out of your comfort zone. What does that mean? And how really allowing yourself to be in uncomfortable experiences and situations make you stronger. So hello, Teddy. Hello, Sonia. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I actually just got off a plane a couple hours ago last night and listened to a lot of the armchair expert while I was on the plane ride. And he's always like, hello and welcome to so kind of inspired by a little Dax Shepherd right there. Oh, you are? <laughs> Maybe we should start the podcast like that every time. Hello, and we are sponsored by Indeed. Like that. Okay. That's what he does. Well, I think it's interesting because you chose this topic today, which I think is a marvelous topic. Because there are so many things that we do that honestly we're afraid of, or we don't believe we're good enough to achieve, or there's all this self-doubt and really working through your own, you know, self-worth and confidence is a really big key player into designing this life that we all want for ourselves. So do you have any insight about like why you pick this topic, why it really resonates with you? Well, when we post this episode, we should post the little Instagram tile I found. What's it say? That says, <laughs> do you have it? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but. Get uncomfortable. Yeah. I just, and then today I was like thinking about it and looking for some inspiration. And one thing was like momentum. Like everyone has fear. And until you like continually try like to chip away at your goal every day, whether it's public speaking, whether it's like going to the gym, whether it's trying to find a new job, it's like you have to gain that momentum because there's always that block. But momentum, if you're doing it day after day after day, it can knock through that wall, that fear wall that you're like trying to, you know, overcome. So like that was what I was thinking. And I going into like the fall I think it's a good time to kind of be reflecting on what is important and then also like where people can find more discipline in their lives that they can you know push themselves a little bit out of their comfort zone because the comfort zone is fun and you can say you're content but I don't think that's how the human body or brain works you always kind of are seeking more you want you know you're you're always on to the next thing and that might be society but I truly think maybe in your heart and your mind you just know you're you're worth more than that yeah you don't want to be bored the rest Mm -hmm. of your life Mm -hmm. so I did find what inspired you Teddy (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome thank you do some it's artwork from Instagram but it's do something uncomfortable every day Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do anything every single day. But like you said, it's if you practice and cultivate, like 
cultivate self-discipline, um, that practice and that continual practice will develop into taking more risks, growing more. I think that's the most important part of this whole conversation is giving yourself the time and the space to grow and to develop. We don't want to stay our 25 year old selves or our 30 year old selves. We, you know, as we ripen and as we get wiser and greater and older and more wrinkly, we're cooler. I agree. So wrinkly. Yes. So cool. So wrinkly and so cool. So I want to start because I found this statistic pretty alarming. You know, we work with a lot of youth and women, so it's kind of not alarming, but at the same time, it says, according to a study by Acknowledgement Works, nearly 70% of people associate embarrassment or discomfort with the process of being recognized. Mm. Sometimes this response is caused by the dissonance we feel when someone contradicts our own self-doubt. So this is coming in terms with getting uncomfortable. A lot of times people, when they're given a compliment by another person or recognized for their good work, they kind of backpedal what that other person said. They don't believe it. They have imposter syndrome. So I think one of the one big things Um, you know, we like to talk about confidence building a lot on the podcast is like kind of step back and take a look at that. Like, do I, when someone gives me a compliment or, you know, about anything could be my character, my work, my outfit, whatever, do you accept it? And do you let that person say it? Or does it make you so uncomfortable? You have to kind of be like, why does that make me so uncomfortable? When it comes to hiring, you need to trust your gut. But what if you could give your gut some help? When you want to find top talent fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. I say let Indeed do the hard work for you. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit indeed.com slash girlpowerful to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash girlpowerful. That's indeed.com slash girlpowerful. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Do you need to hire? Then you need Indeed you know, we like to talk about confidence building a lot on the podcast is like kind of step back and take a look at that. Like, do I, when someone gives me a compliment or, you know, about anything could be my character, my work, my outfit, whatever, do you accept it? And do you let that person say it? Or does it make you so uncomfortable? You have to kind of be like, why does that make me so uncomfortable that someone sees value in what I do and who I am? Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty, I don't know where we all pick that up when someone gives you a compliment. You're like, oh no, this old dress? No. (laughs) Like, you know, like you just like say thank you and move on, right? Yeah. But I don't think that anyone, like reading that, like I I like what you just brought up. I just, from that Instagram thing of like make go change every day. I don't think like I would have ever thought about like accepting compliments and accepting joy, like to be in my life. Yeah. 
you know, I think I would have been like, oh, make little changes every day would have been more like just futuristic thinking or health related or, you know, job related. But I think that what you're bringing up, like relationships and communication is a big part of growth and changing. It kind of speaks to who we are too, as different people, like how you interpret that post. What makes you uncomfortable is something totally different than what makes me uncomfortable. So when, when I was thinking about it, like I was thinking internally and like when things are said to me, mm-hmm. that's what I brought up, but yeah. And then you're more externally, what you're working away, what you're chipping away at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. But I do want to address my point really quick. Oh yeah. Oh, just because I mean, I see it all the time. It used to be me and, you know, it's a lot of the girls we work with, but one way to really turn that discomfort around, um, is to realize that the compliment has more to do with the person giving it to you than with you. So whenever someone's complimenting you, they're sharing how your actions and behaviors have impacted them. So I think just allow that, accept it, you know, allow to yourself to feel it and don't really rob them of that moment because yeah. they're trying to connect with you. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of showing them off or like being like, shush, like, let, don't talk about me like that. Cause I, I'm uncomfortable with it. It's like, let them have that time. I love that to express yeah. themselves. I actually just got teary eyed because I got a letter like I'm on a I'm on a plane and I got a letter that's all I brought to the podcast today (laughs) (laughs) no but our friend Lisa sent me this letter and I was like she did all this art on it and said like one day (laughs) just so everyone can know she's scribbling on the screen but no one can see you teddy i know but so she like called me a year ago and was like really upset with x y and z about her life and i just listened and it was a friend like you do and she said she like did this little card and started like painting on it that day and then she just like painted another flower the next day and like Whenever she had time, because she's a single mom, she just kept adding. And then she sent it to me, and she just graduated from, like, being a nurse. And it's, like, the sweetest thing, like, about her blooming. And, like, friendship and, like, letting, you know, I always just let her call me to, like, vent and, like, connect. And I think that, I don't know if a lot of people have those relationships anymore. Everything's so, like, forward-facing and just like someone's always wanting someone from someone else you know and like I haven't seen Lisa in like years and it's just like I had no idea I could even make that impact just by answering her phone call yeah you know yeah and then she chipped away at her goal like it took like 10 years for her to get to their nursing school mm-hmm. you know so it's like it truly is all about like yourself and what you're going through and like how you can just try to start each new day like with a good attitude and just do your best like everyone's got those bad days like today I didn't want to get up and like do anything I'm tired and I don't know why I don't know if I'm getting sick or like it's smoky and boisey I don't know yeah well I mean that's a testament to Lisa too it's uncomfortable to be a single mom to have your relationship fall apart yeah 
to have a child you have to take care of. But what did she do? She was like, what am I going to do to be better myself? And she, you know, took the long road through nursing school and took the courses and credits when she could. Yeah. You know, it's just like, life's not easy, but you have to get uncomfortable if you want to set up your life a certain way. Yeah. And it's scary, but that's so nice that you were there. I can just picture her. You were there. You've always been there for her and vice versa. Well, you got us the card though. It's like beautiful watercolor, like four sides. It's just like, she's a true artist too. And I know like if money didn't matter, that's what she'd want to be doing, but you got to do reality sometimes. Yeah. You know, but she got to find that piece, like with that, those cards that she was making for people. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. Kind of off topic, but kind of just like, (laughs) it's true though. It's like, she was even like expressing herself. Like that's where it came up. She was expressing (laughs) herself like with gratitude to our friendship. Yeah. You know? And I love the progression of like, when she had a moment, she would like add on to it or add a flower. That's, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And then she wrote like a letter explaining that, but in the, in the art, it was just like, a seed and then a sprout and then blah 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 into a mm. flower oh I love that that's beautiful I love you Teddy <laughs> I love you we love Lisa totally this is- I was thinking of I had a moment too that I feel like people might have listening this past weekend I was so overwhelmed and very very stressed out at work And I felt like so much pressure and stress just on me. Um, And I was in yoga class and we're always going, like you said, like we're we're never alone because we're always connected to our phones and it's like life and like, even like your friendship with Lisa, it's like, it's not, it might be through the phone right now, but it's like, it's a real friendship. There's no like give and take except for like respect and love and giving advice. And like having these memories of what you've shared, but the yoga instructor at the end was like, like, what are you thinking about? And then when was the last time you were bored? And so even though we're always talking about taking action and like, you know, taking the next step and getting uncomfortable, it was so uncomfortable for me to sit there and allow myself to be bored. And then I, I, I started crying. Because it's so hard for me to now be unplugged because there's so much to do and get done. You know, like you have a house, you have a mortgage, you, everybody has so much stress. And then it's like to even give yourself a moment of peace is stressful. <laughs> so I just, you know, I really felt like that's something that makes me uncomfortable is completely unplugging and not checking my phone or not feeling like, you know, like, why am I on Instagram when I'm at a red light? Like that's, that's an addiction. And that's a problem that I need to work on. Yeah. So why am I so uncomfortable with just sitting there driving, you know, for 15 minutes? Yeah. I, I heard something yesterday that like social media is a disease, Mm. you know, and we all have it. Yeah. Well, time came out with the poll. They pulled 5,000 people, 84% of respondents said that they could not go a single day without their cell phones. And 20% said they checked them at 
once or more every 20 minutes. And I was like, I believe that. About right. Yeah, sounds about right. So that's something too that I feel like will benefit me in the long run. It's like like allowing myself to unplug and be disconnected because when I am plugged in, I'm not connected to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm connected to all these exterior stressors that, you know, have done wonders for me. But at the same time, it's like, I need to be able to, to be able to turn them off and enjoy my life too. Yeah. Or it's just the next season of your life, you know? Yeah. Like we've all gotten to connect and grow and learn and share modalities and tools. And it's like, now just like, let's put them into play and like, yeah, put your phone in a drawer, like more often than not. Yeah. I heard on that Dak Shepard podcast <laughs> that Megan Fox leaves her phone at home for like, even during a vacation. I mean, that's total like privilege, but so that's her like being like, I don't want to do that. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about the media. I don't care about social media. If If you need to find me, those people have my address or what hotel I'm in you know what I mean yeah and I think especially like hopefully in our next chapter like as parents I don't want to be that parent with like a phone in their hand that's like not interested in the kid and they're obsessed with Instagram because I've been that babysitter like pictures of every single moment it's like whoa chill (laughs) yeah what are you even gonna do lady chill what are you gonna do with all those pictures everyone knows you just delete them they get deleted or thrown away yeah everybody knows that nancy (laughs) who's nancy the lady with thousands of pictures on her phone oh my gosh nancy isn't that the lady's name in stranger things the girl probably she looks like the type instagram (laughs) would have been around in that show she would have been on she looks the type she's like smile with the monster I have something really funny that just came to my mind. So growing up, Teddy played the violin and so did I. (laughs) We are talented musicians. (laughs) But she Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Mom (laughs) Mom just said that you need to join the Boise Chamber Orchestra. (laughs) I know, I got that message. To find a man. To find a man. (laughs) Because the conductor was good looking. Okay, you don't and know I'm a great play. musician. <laughs> you don't know how to play the violin. Things I should pick it back up again. Okay, maybe. Maybe <laughs> if you, you know, put your cell phone down, you'll have time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I finish my story or what? Yeah. <laughs> so Teddy was in a quintet or court. I think you were in a quartet, this one. And I went to go see a quartet. You were in a quartet. And I went to see the performance. <laughs> I don't even know what a quintet is. Is that five? Five. Okay. Quit interrupting me. You're so, interrupting yourself. <laughs> so she's up there playing, performing. And it's like, <laughs> sounds beautiful. And all of a sudden, it looks like there's a fan underneath her skirt. <laughs> like just something's like shaking the back of her outfit (laughs) and it was her nerves from being in front of people like you knew the piece of music you knew how to play it like you could only be in those quartets if you were good you know like you weren't it wasn't like you were some mediocre player 
but you being in front of people, you had complete stage fright. And me being the meanie sister I am, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, what is happening? I've never even seen you shake like that. And then a mom looked at me and was like, am I going to have to go up there and catch her? I was like, maybe I think she might pass out. I was blacked out. Yeah. And then I couldn't see see the sheet music. I was (laughs) trembling. Yeah. So that's when we knew the start of you being afraid of being in public, like not being in public, but being in front of a crowd and at the same time, public speaking, even though in that moment you weren't perform, perform. but I want you kind of to elaborate on how your journey with public speaking and being in front of people really changed from that moment where, you know, you couldn't even keep your legs straight. (laughs) I don't know that it changed any time close to that I think that that like tortured me for a very long time so thanks for bringing it up (laughs) um yeah I mean I think I fake played an orchestra for the rest of my time playing an orchestra I was like air violin in the back row (laughs) but um yeah I think that we both know when I kind of was like, wow, I should like never give a speech again, or it's time to like get some self-esteem and some confidence and just like do this or, you know, so I think it was that night in Hollywood when March opposed and asked me to host that <laughs> panel with her and yellow Robert from Forbes. And you remember that other girl's name? Some actress teeny bopper actress girl so it just wasn't my crew in general so that's like one point negative point to like having self-esteem I'm like towering over these people and we're in the dark moody Hollywood like cute venue and I'm like what this is not Santa Monica vibes this is not where I feel comfortable I think environment is a huge thing right and even going back to that orchestra thing I was being judged you were getting a score I was like that was not something I was interested in So, I mean, I want to do well for myself and like to tell my story or to sell my brand or whatever it is. I don't want someone to give me a rating though. That's right. But you wanted the exposure for Girl Powerful, which is when Marta Marta was our friend. Yeah. Marta was helping me out, but I just, I went there. I had some note cards to ask some questions. I think we were talking about being real and vulnerable (laughs) and mental health. It's like totally up my alley. Right. She asked me because it's like she keeps it real with us and I couldn't even tell people who my name. I black out. You were the MC. And I was the, yeah, I was the host. I was in the audience like, you can do it, Teddy. You can do it. And then I just was a rapid fire questioning questions at everyone in a random order and I'd give no feedback once they, you know, gave their good answer and it was just embarrassing again you didn't but, even introduce your yourself or the panel the panel no, no I totally botched it up and they were probably like wow that was really bad <laughs> did they say that no but no. that's something too back to like the whole theme of this conversation is like being brave and like doing something hard every day is taking constructive criticism totally. you know and giving it and giving it like Marta could have said, Hey, Ted, like that was a little weird. 
<laughs> you know, like I didn't want that, but like, that's something too. Like she didn't have the guts to say that to me. No one did. And it was like, it was very warranted in a gentle way to be like, wow, you're scared to talk in public, huh? <laughs> Jeez, you just ruined my night. <laughs> but hey, I think that that's, yeah, that's something too, is like, learn how to give it in a gracious way, give that constructive criticism, and then how to accept it. Because anyone that's giving it to you, it's uncomfortable for them as well. It's kind of like the opposite side of giving the compliment. You know, they're like, I, you know, this isn't working and let's talk about it. Like you have to honor that they have the guts to even say that to you. Right. It's hard. uneasy or because a lot of people, that's where ghosting comes in and that's where people get mad and angry and they don't know how to express themselves. If someone comes to you and says at work or in a relationship or family or friends, Hey, like something's going on and it's not working for me. Yeah, you're gonna have to meet them in the middle and hear them out. Well, it's honestly, it's like the said the right way. It's an opportunity to help them get better, and it just it's all about how you communicate that. But so so the discomfort you felt, how did that lead to something positive, though? Well. I think that was right before COVID-ish, like a couple months before COVID. And then you and I had a choice during COVID to like not do Girl Powerful anymore or continue. And media and press turned into part of the job, most of the job at this point. So I kind of just had to get over it. You know, we'd I'd have nerves like in front of like the cameras or the news anchors and stuff like that. But then after a while, I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. We wrote these questions. Like, what's there to be scared about? This is a great opportunity. Why not yeah, because, because of the national conversation and all the mental health struggles that were going on with children, especially who we were working with, that was the main topic. So local news outlets, national news outlets were having you or I or both of us on to talk about like what people can do at home, what educators can do with their kids in the classroom. So it was, it was like a time to show up. It's like, am I going to let this discomfort of not being able to be in front of people or not, you know, like even a camera, it's like that changes everything. But you and I both, yeah, we had to figure out we're like, we signed up for this. Yeah. We want to impact as many people as we can. Like the news is asking us to be on. Yeah. So do I lead the conversation feeling empowered to help and change or do I let myself break down and act a fool? It's like you had to pick one or the other, get uncomfortable, learn it, feel it. And then we became way better at speaking. way better. I have a long way to go. You had a little one up on me because that was like what you studying in college and had oh, yeah. just, you just had a better grasp of it and a foundation, but that's why even on Instagram now I'm doing like 10 minutes with Teddy and still trying to talk to the camera because I came so far and like our friend Mel at coffee and supply that I did 10 minutes with Teddy. She's like, what's the, what's your, you know, the point of this and yes, community connection and highlighting the treasure Valley and Boise. But I was honest with her and I said, I don't want to lose my public speaking skills. Yeah. And I was like, I just want to talk. <laughs> Because it took me since eighth grade to figure it out. 
and I could yeah. I could feel it declining even like on a couple Instagram lives I'm like I have no idea what's up like I just had those nervous feelings again and I didn't want to be in that spot yeah I love that yeah the progress you've made and I've made yeah big time yeah we're we're doing totally different conversations like we're both in sales as well so you just kind of have to be comfortable talking to strangers it's a whole nother level Mm -hmm. of public speaking even if it's not filmed it's still important and you only have one chance to make a good impression right Amazing. So do you have one tip, one takeaway for anybody who wants to make that first step in getting uncomfortable to better themselves? What's the starting point? Step one. Probably what's that one thing that makes you the most uncomfortable? Figure that out. Identify that thing. And then once it's identified, it's like that was probably half the battle, to be honest with yourself. Right. And I think too, like knowing it's really just the beginning. So once you identify that, know it's the beginning. This is why I'm uncomfortable. This is why I want to get comfortable. (laughs) And this is how it's going to benefit my life. Yeah. And it's like, if there's a, there's a wall with all your fears and why you don't start, and then you're gaining that momentum every day and you can plow through that wall of fear then on the other side, there's all the reward of what you're looking for, whether it's just joy, happiness, abundance, friendship, love, whatever it is, badass public right. speaking skills. <laughs> yeah. Being able to take compliments. Yes. Give feedback, all of it, all of the goodness. So we'll stop here, but thanks everybody for listening. Let us know what your comfort zone is and then how you can push yourself out of your comfort zone have a great day push away bye please hit subscribe if you have not already that way a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week